Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I actually have a special guest, Joyce Odette. The cool thing is, is my buddy, Yaka, was on here probably about now 20, 30 episodes ago. Um, And he introduced me to Joyce. We were just jamming and talking. He's like, you got to meet my friend, Joyce. She's amazing. So Joyce, since Jakob said you're amazing, you got on the show. But tell us a little bit about your background, what you do. I know we were talking a little bit beforehand, but you do like AI, you do some sales, some marketing. But give us, give the listeners a little bit more of an insight into who Joyce Odette is. Okay, sure. Hi, Joe and, and listeners. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Joe. I did dive into your past episodes, a lot about sales, a lot about also life, you know, how how life can impact your business and your, your success and everything. So a little bit about my background is I actually, my background is in sales. So I'm really good at sales. It was my very first job. Uh, I remember back in school, like my brother needed some, he wanted some name brand shoes. And so my mom said, you want the good stuff, then you better go out and make some money. And he, I heard and I, I'm just a natural problem solver. Mm-hmm. And overhearing, I came up with the solution. Hey, let's go buy a box of candies, you know, so it's we went that selling chocolate at school route. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? Um, I had a good ear for problems and then I had a good mind for solutions. So just naturally, I ended up in sales positions. That was my very first job. Just everybody was really good at um, like explaining what they need, what what are their concerns. And then I would be really good at deciphering that. What how can we come up with the solution for that? You know, and and then just naturally, as the world evolved in COVID, it became a lot more digital first. And mm-hmm. so I've had to to really go back to the drawing board and a lot of these sales and marketing strategies. Um, now, uh, the last seven years, I focus more on marketing and sales, but um, more in business development training team but when the world changed back in covid our strategies had to change with them or else the organizations would get left behind like like blockbuster you know mm-hmm. yep, yep, um, yep, yep. The, yeah it just got left behind because there was no innovation they weren't changing with the times they weren't catching those red flags on time and so seeing this i started you know working again um, with solutions. And I just slowly gravitated towards tech. So starting to build smarter strategies, which are using technology, tying together all the tools like social media, your website, all the tools that your sales teams are using, like that CRM, those emails and text messages, putting them all together like pieces of a puzzle. So that way you're actually getting sales from your marketing, actually getting results from from your, your calls and your emails. And so now I'm more focused on um, technology for business. So uh, I've been a part of the technology space for a while. I've, I've actually known about AI before. It was cool. That's something that Jakub and I have in, have in common before mm-hmm. the whole chat GPT came, became famous over here in the U.S. But before all that, it's actually been part of some some of the technologies that we're already used to using, like Siri and Google. And we just never really thought about how it is, what is behind it, what is the intelligence behind it. And so my mission, that it also very closely ties into Jakob's mission, which is why we got together so well, we got along so well, is how do we marry the intelligence of technology with also human intelligence? So that way we can empower our people to to be able to create better success. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. And something that you said that I thought was really important, which a lot of times um, people miss is sales is problem solving. Sales is helping the customer find a solution. I think a lot of times people get caught up in the, I'm going to sell them. I got to take from them. I got to win or, oh, I feel icky if I'm selling. In reality, if you're just helping people, it's great. And then I love the AI side because now what that's doing is, at least from my perspective, is it takes away some of the prospecting, some of the other stuff because the AI is reaching out for you so that you're getting on more calls with people to solve more problems. At least that's my understanding of how to use AI effectively. I know some people think Terminator's coming and that whole thing's going on, but I don't really think we're at that point yet. So no, I, I love that. So how did you get into, I know you said you you got into sales. Did you just like choose to go into the career sales because you were doing sales or did you fall into it? How did you even get into doing sales besides, you know, getting the candy bars to get your brother's stuff and being creative like you were? Yeah. So I, I mean, what back when I was in school, I didn't even know that was sales. You know, I was just trying to solve a problem. But um, yeah, definitely. My first job was also sales associate. But um, the reason why I even needed to get a job at 16, because I am very young for for like a developer, someone, in, an expert in the tech space, they always think, wow, you have 15 years of sales experience. Well, how old are you? You naturally, because I did start actually in sales when I was 16. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of the reason it being that when when I was in high school at that time, it was actually uh, uh, when the 2008 economic um, housing market crashed here in California. Mm -hmm. And so around that same time, my father lost his job in corporate and it was really a need. So I got into sales, not because I wanted, because yep. I just wanted to make money and I wanted to be successful. It was actually, I needed to make money. I needed to help my parents pay the rent because they lost their home. And so it, it just, I, I was shocked out of childhood, out of being a teenager. And I suddenly became an adult at 16 because now I had responsibilities because now I didn't have the privilege of just being a high school student. Now I have to help the family so that way we can keep ahead a roof over our head and some food on the table. And so I started working as well as my older brother. We both started working at the same place. And I mean, jewelry associate was what I ended up doing, but I wasn't a sales based, like a commission based type of job. But mm -hmm. I just realized I'm so good at talking to people. They kept asking for me when they would come in and I wasn't there. Is Joyce here? Oh, no, she's not here today. Oh, well, when is she going to be here? Yeah. Because they would rather come back when I'm there um, just because they loved the interaction with me because they felt like I wasn't just trying to sell them something. I was trying to help them. So then instead they would come in and say, what, what event they're going to that they're looking for jewelry for? And then so this is how I would open up the conversation is asking really good questions and really caring about the problem that you're solving. And mm -hmm. sometimes they just want to look good, but the problem also is behind that. You know, what is the problem behind that is confidence maybe they want confidence you know it's it's really reading between that so when I started um working in banking I was sort of unhappy in that role just being customer service banking um mm -hmm. so I decided you know what I'm gonna study uh, marketing I'm gonna study business because I felt something when I was doing that you know I felt like this is something that I'm supposed to be doing so that is how I gravitated towards the business world and the marketing when I started really being more self-aware of my own talents of 
of just being able to to see people's needs and then solve their problems with whatever solutions that I can. No, I love that. And I think it's actually good, especially in the tech space, because like I'm 46. So I grew up when the computer was just starting to do all this stuff. So like I have a knowledge of it, but there's a lot of people in like power and in control of businesses that don't have an understanding. And you actually being young and understanding AI and that type of stuff. I think that's a plus for you. Second, I keep hearing it. You're listening between the words. You're not just listening to what they're saying. You're listening into what they really need. What is the reason they're saying that behind here? And if you're in sales, rewind this part because she just gave you the ticket to hit 100K. Because if you listen to your customer, if you connect with them, if you get them to like you to the point that when they come into the store, if you're not there, they're asking for you. You're on to something. Why? Because people need to be connected. They need to be cared for and know the problems are going to be solved. So that was gold there. I love that a lot. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Um, definitely. I'm all about those gold nuggets. So if you catch something, it's always good to go back and, and really highlight it because it's true. There's a lot of value in what I'm saying, like um, all these strategies that I used because when, when COVID hit, I actually predicted something's going to shock the business world. And I wrote like a small little ebook about, hey, company, small businesses, get ready because when something happens, if you're not prepared, uh, your your business is going to die quickly and, and unexpected and so I was very small at that time didn't really do a lot of marketing just I just saw yeah. the, something happening something can happen and then COVID happens you know it just yeah. it shifts everything everything was going so well for the economy here in the United States I mean everything was booming there was so many jobs and mm -hmm. so many so much hope you know um, I apologize I have a parrot bird in case you hear oh, it good. in the background I have pugs so we might hear the oh, parrot okay. in the pugs it's totally fine they but love I, to be included yes I do want <laughs> I do want to go off of what you said there because now the economy is kind of shifting again. And, and the thing that I've learned with reading and studying and all this, when there's a downturn, more millionaires are made because if you can rise to the top and serve your customers better and do what you need to do, you win. And then what I call the fakies or the ones that just ride on, it's good. So there's enough that they can pretend to have a business. They're going to go away. What are your thoughts of how to get people to be effective in this current market. That's right, Joe. And I've actually been thinking about that a lot these past few months. And especially with, you know, the 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 current state of the world that we're in. You know, we're we're really at a at a low point right now and everything is just up in the air. People are worried about their numbers, about their quarters. And and you're right, like how do we how do we prepare? And I, I always think about what Grant Cardone used to say. I, I read a lot of his books. He, I, I needed to improve my confidence in sales, mm -hmm. Grant Cardone. So I, I studied up on his stuff and he talked about this phenomenon that you're saying about how millionaires are made in the in the recessions and the depressions because they're taking risks when everybody else, everybody else is contracting, everybody else is being safe, saving money, but he talks about making money. And so it's, it's a lot of it. It has to do also with mindset is you have to, you, whatever you think you attract. And mm -hmm. so if you're in this positive flow that everything you do, everything, everyone you connect with, like, like, like yourself, me and you connected, I connected with, with Jakub and he was such a positive person and it's this flow of positivity. And really you, you can only create more a momentum mm -hmm. of what you're living, thinking, breathing, acting. 
acting. And so it's also the same way and actually a little bit more powerful on the negative side as well. So if you really get caught up on this negative uh, mindset, you know, worry, um, fear-based decision-making. And so it, now you're only seeing the bad things. And so it spirals the wrong way. And and I'm also, um, I'm a very big proponent of mental health. Mm -hmm. I actually lost my father in COVID. And that is when I decided I need to use these skills to make an impact. I need to stop playing small because life is short. My yeah. father, he was only 50 years old, but wow, he lived the life a 100-year-old man would be jealous of because he was actually a founder. He was a psychologist and founder of a mental health nonprofit organization because mm -hmm. after he lost that job in his corporate, he thought that was his his legacy, no, yeah. he had a lot to do after that. And so he he became a psychologist. And it was at a perfect time when, when COVID happened. Um, we got him on the news with my mom, also a psychologist. So it this, this created, I believe that business creates opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is a way, it is a way out. It is a way into a new phase of life. And a lot of it is tied to our mental health. You know, do we feel like we're ready? Do we feel like we're confident? And also, if it's not just you and your business, if you have a team, you also want to foster that type of mindset within your team. Because sometimes you have really good people and really good processes, but the thing is that the support level is not there. And so you don't get the success that you want because you your, your, your sales team needs that support on the positive thinking. So what I would tell businesses right now is to, consider, think about your people. It really comes down to your people. A lot of businesses and people were were learned in school a customer first. And, you know, they teach us that when we're learning customer service. But in reality, it's people first. Mm -hmm. Take care of your people first and they will take care of your clients. And so your team is where you start. And if it's, you're by yourself, you know, under 100K, just you, a solopreneur, then start within yourself. Make sure you're good. Make sure you're aligned. Your mission is aligned with what you're doing. Your mindset is aligned with what you're doing. And your actions are aligned with what you're doing. And if it's not just you, if you have a team, make sure all these three things are lined up with all of your team members. Make sure you're their support system. And also a lot of transparency. I really want to stress that um, uh, silo departments um, don't succeed as well as when they're transparent, when yep. they work like a team. And this is very, this is the key. Now I don't no longer just help small businesses. I, I, I became like a small business champion when they started dying in COVID. I was like, I can't let that happen. Not with mm -hmm. my skills. I'm going to, so I started tackling and saving these small businesses from shutting down. But now that they're doing better now, now I felt like, okay, let me focus where my skills are. So now I'm actually more in the corporate team training six to seven to eight figure corporations mm -hmm. and so i'm using the the same sales skills that i use selling chocolate selling jewelry and solving problems in customer service and now i'm creating processes and 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 tying together the technology for for businesses to be able to do that no and that's amazing so i heard like about eight different ways i could go there but the one i want to hone in on first is the self-improvement, self-care culture for your people. Like Simon Sinek, I bet you you've heard of him. He's wrote oh, yeah. Leaders Eat Last, harps on it. And I love that because here's the thing. I teach sales coaching. I do. That's kind of, I train sales teams and stuff. But really, you know what I'm normally training? Their mindset, how they view things, how they approach things, yeah. how they feel. And if you make a culture of 
people feeling good about themselves and leveling up and having that surrounding team that's connected with them, you win. If you do the other and you're always harping on them and beating them up, they're going to leave. The other thing you said that I thought was great was your dad, when his corporate umbrella thing fell away, when COVID came and it just fell away, didn't give up and just say, well, it's me. He started a brand new thing, a nonprofit to help people. And like you said, he lived a life that was crazy amazing. And I am sorry for your loss because that's never, 50 is too young for anyone. Like my sister just passed and she was 48. So like, I I, I, I get that that's, but the fact that he was able to reinvent himself, you and him and his mom, your mom and, and that whole thing, I think that just shows to the tenacity of who you are and why you're probably so good with people and why you're so able to connect and see that because I think your parents laid a foundation for you that you were able to step up on and grow, which to them would be like probably one of the greatest things to hear about their daughter, which from the sound of it, you're just crushing the game, which I love. Yes. Thank you so much, Joe. No, yes, you're right. It really is that that mission was born out of a need, you know, and, and it really, like I said, comes down to solving problems. A lot of people and even the sales reps themselves feel very standoffish about sales. And I always come in and say, this is my first problem I tackle, bring down the walls with sales because sales is helping. It's just another word for it. I think it gets a bad rep because of how it used to be. Mm -hmm. But this is another word now we're we're changing the game you know and you sales can look however you want it to be how whatever experience you want your customers to have your audience it doesn't have to look like the 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 sales that you know the car sales people that you hate like it doesn't have to look that way right it doesn't yep. have to look like the people that come knocking on your door that you try to pretend you're not home it doesn't have to look that way you can design the sales cycle but also um don't design it from your assumptions design it from what you're learning from your mm -hmm. audience don't forget to listen I think that that is the biggest takeaway that I have found it's all about listening more than you speak and yeah. what can you do with this information that you're that you're learning not just verbally but watching like who is attracted to your 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 solution what kind of people and so what are their needs what are their desires the more you learn about them the the better yourselves the better your sales team can talk to them because now it's not just about features and benefits it's about problems and solutions and yeah. now that you empower your salespeople to feel like they're helping somebody and so that is what it really is about is changing that mindset from from something negative to something positive you know creating an impact and so I always say I can't sell something that I don't believe in and 100%. that is something that is also I feel like everybody should really analyze on themselves do why are you standoffish about selling do you believe in what you're selling well then don't be because you're creating a a, a solution you're helping people think about who you're helping you know I what during COVID I was thinking about that restaurant owner who was really considering they're not going to be able to pay the rent next month mm -hmm. so what they're going to have to fire all their workers and how what are they going to go home and tell their families like yeah. so this mindset got me thinking how they're thinking and then how can I help them? You know, and so that that is really what you have to put yourself in their shoes. Ask yourself the questions they will ask and then see how how would they go about this problem? Are they going to go on Google and type it in? Are they going to go straight to their family members and ask for a recommendation? And so that is how you start with the winning customer journey. 
And after that, it's just how do you use technology to make it better, to to make it seem like one whole experience to them that they're, that it's just um, like inevitable for them to end up working with you or buying from you. And so that is where I come in and, and work out all those, like a machinist, you know, work out all those kinks. So that way the machine is running super smoothly. And that that's, that's how I think about sales. It's more about helping people. And once you think about it that way, I think it, it makes such a big difference in sales teams and in the way that you communicate with people. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. Like you could, you are pretty much repeating reels that I put out all about sales and problem solving and helping people and setting up your teams and believing in what you sell and knowing your processes and listening to your customers and customer journeys and that whole thing. Like our 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 thought processes are exactly the same. I'm always about helping the customer first, building up my sales team so that they can be effective. Um. So he, here's it. Here's an interesting thought. You've been doing this for a while. And you're going through. So say someone's coming in, they're like, they, they they know that they have a good product, but they've not accomplished the sales that they want to do. What would be the first thing you would look at and say, hey, when you're looking at a business, what's the first thing you try to look at after culture? Because we talk culture already and mindset and all, but for fixing sales process, what's a quick, easy tip that maybe they could start doing today that could get them more sales? Yeah, so the the first thing that I would say is, what do you know about your audience? That is my first question. What do you know about them? Where are they they spending the most time? And if their answer is, I don't know, well, then in that case, we need to do some research. So how do we do this research? I know a lot of tools where you can just find out, you know, but very specifically, you want to know what are the numbers of that specific brand or company? How are they doing right now? So the way that I that I go personally is that that I built a, an app, a system that's able to pretty much gather the numbers from your website, from your social media, from directories. So any directories like Yelp, for example, is a directory. Um, Google My Business is considered a directory. Uh, it just places where you can list your business and also uh, reviews. So reviews are all over the internet, not just on Google. They, they mm -hmm. can be on Yelp. They can be on Facebook. They can be all over the place. But gathering all this information in one short report where you can be able to see where you are versus your competitors. So it's able to gather your numbers and then gather your competitors' numbers, and then it gives you a grade. So if you have an A, for example, that means you're doing way better than your competitors. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about this there. But if you have like a C or a D or an F, I mean, naturally you think, okay, there can be some improvement there. So that would that would give us some insight onto where it would be beneficial to target, to to make goals, to spend our little bit time on um, investing in that content or social media, wherever it is that it seems like it's it's kind of missing the mark. And so th these are just tools that I've built to use myself with business owners that I was working on. But uh, about a year ago, I realized, you know what, I can easily share the login to these tools mm -hmm. to any business owner who just like I'm a little mom and pop shop or I do nails or I make cookies. I can give them access and then they can go in and and get all this information and also 
a couple other tools like other AI power tools as well. You know, like I said, I'm the tech girl. So I, I obviously have to have to infuse it with some powerful tech and just a lot of different tools that they can use. So solopreneurs under 100K, as well as corporations that already have sales teams. So it's super scalable from the one person to, you know, 35 people team company. So it's really about centralizing all that information in one place. And I, I call this app Sales Buddy. So it's a sales nice. buddy because I also yeah. built in like a, a little conversational little chatbot guy, but he's trained on sales only. So, I mean, you can <laughs> ask you him personal questions, <laughs> but he's a sales guy. So you can ask him any type of sales questions, ask him, hey, what is a good marketing strategy for toothpaste? You know, mm -hmm. any type. And it'll actually give you sort of like chat GPT, but uh, it's actually coded not to just grab information from anywhere. You know, it's coded to grab information from very respectable entities. For example, the American Marketing Association, universities like Harvard, and mm -hmm. as well as um, HubSpot, Salesforce, like these big giants that are spending a lot of money on their research. Yeah. And so it grabs, it gathers the information from there instead of from all over the internet, because it, it makes sure that it's giving you good information, not just what some YouTuber posted or, you know, some, some blogger. No, it's actually just actually comes from respected entities. And so that is how I help those businesses that are still under the, the phase where they don't have a, mar a marketing budget for a marketing agency or to hire a full-on marketing person. At least they can do it yourself a little bit with mm -hmm. these tools until they're ready to move forward. And it's really helping whoever's under the 100K, whoever's under the 1 million, get to that point where they're ready to invest, where they're and they can start to identify where they don't where they need to be but don't have time. For example, social media. Well, maybe now they can hire a social media. Mm -hmm. Yep virtual assistant. So it really helps make that easier. No, I love that. I think that's great. So I know people are probably going, where can I find you? So let's do that here. Tell people where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, sure. So if you search on Instagram, um, on LinkedIn, you can search my name, Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E-O-D-E-T-T-E, -E -E, Odette, that's my middle name, <laughs> Joyce Odette. Or you can also, if you want to check out that app, for example, you can go to sales-buddy, B-U-D-D-Y dot app. So if cool. you go there, you can actually check out those tools, check a chat with Buddy, ask him a couple questions. And yeah, if you look for me, I'm also, uh, my screen name is the Tech Queen. So if you look for my name and you see the Tech Queen, that is me. And so I, I do want to revamp my my social strategy to kind of get put more content out there like you, Joe. You know, you 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 have some good content about sales. Uh, I, I need to follow your footsteps. Like I need to step it up on that side too. But definitely, um, I recently pu pu posted um, a list of 100 AI tools. So oh, that's nice. something I'm going to make a note of sharing throughout the week, uh, a little bit more on my social media channels, 100 AI tools, and it's divided in five categories where it could save you time. For example, hiring, marketing, content creation. And so all these different parts of business where you can cut down some of those hours to two minutes. And so imagine you can free up your time, free up your sales team's time. So I did the research for you guys. There's more than 7,000 tools out there on the market, but I spent hours going through these thinking with my uh, 15 years of sales experience, like 
what would actually be helpful for a sale to make to make sales more effective for a company who who needs better sales who needs to grow to hire more people so how can we help them so with this with this mindset i filtered the 100 best tools and then i'm also updating these tools every single month to make sure that they are still the 100 best because you know there's the the market is always changing and there's always something new out there yeah no i love that go follow her those tools will save you time, save you money, which gets you in front of more clients or customers, which will help you and help them. So before I let you go, because we're, we're winding down here a little bit, what are the words of wisdom, stuff we maybe haven't talked about? You can go sales, you can go mindset, you can go however you want that. Maybe if someone's just starting out, because a lot of people that listen to this show are either first-time entrepreneurs, first-time sales professionals, or they're scaling their business. I, I guess I would say it's just comes down to taking action. Honestly, it's taking action because a lot of people love to be in that learning phase. And I get it. You know, it gives you the confidence. It, it makes you feel a little bit more ready. But we get stuck in that learning phase. And true mastery comes from learning and doing. So that is something I just read in the book, Go Big Now. If you need something to read, Read, read up on that book. I, I love Audible. So Audible is something that helps me multitask. I'm washing dishes, cleaning, or doing folding laundry, listening to Audible. So I feel like I'm multitasking, but in a good way because I'm learning while I'm doing something boring. So it's super cool. If you haven't tried Audible, maybe you should try it if you're a super busy person. And Go Big Now is a book I recommend. Um, all the Tony Robbins stuff. It's Grant Cardone yeah. for sales, super good if you really want to step up that confidence. But it all, it all, and they will all tell you, take action. It really all comes down to take action. Don't feel like you're not ready because if you take action now, you can be ready tomorrow. You know, it's all about learning. I used to be a perfectionist, but no more. <laughs> now it's all about improving, improving every day. My only competition is myself from yesterday. And so that is something that I leave you with. Just take action, you know, don't feel like you have to be perfect because nothing ever will be perfect. We're only human. And so just just do what you need to do. And, and trust me, uh, things will line up. And, and as you move forward, you're going to start seeing that momentum. And you're going to be so glad you took action sooner rather than later. Awesome. No, I love that. I agree 100%. Joyce, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. And guys, the best thing you could do is actually go out and take action. You just spent 30 minutes of your time, 35 minutes of your time getting knowledge. Go apply the knowledge, get some stuff done, reach out to Joyce, reach out to me, we'll help you out and we can move forward from there. Until then, the next time before you hit play, take action. And until next time, have a great day.